Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super-fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super-fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Damn these Biloxi blues, it happens every night. Every night. And I ain't never met a riverboat dealer that could ever be a friend of mine. Have not. The summer heat never treats me kind, it leaves trouble on my mind. So I'm bidding farewell, putting in my notice, and I'll see you at another time. Say. This highway does not know my name and I don't care no I don't care in my way for another place and I got three good times right to the I hook, spare right? just a white line gypsy getting out of Mississippi with just enough gas to keep there Hello. Budget live, not so live from the low budget live bar and grill here in, I mean, might as well be the Sahara Desert, southern middle Tennessee, and welcome you bunch of low lifers. This is the podcast for Monday, June 27th, 2022, and we almost to that, uh, my favorite time of year, which is my birthday, America's birthday. I look for any reason to celebrate, and there will be celebrations galore. My birthday's on, uh, I sound like a little boy. My birthday. Uh, my birthday's on July the 3rd. I was almost a firecracker, is what my mom always said. And uh, and so, not turning 40 this year, though. Not turning 40. I'm, I'm the big 3-9. So, next year's celebration will be a lot more more dramatic, traumatic, and, uh, and, and explosive next year here in southern middle Tennessee. But uh, appreciate all you low-lifers tuning in. Appreciate all the kind feedback. I want to start the show uh, about... A, the song that I played at the end of the show last week that really meant a lot to me that, that, that a lot of people enjoyed that. And then B, the Stephen Browning interview overall. People just uh, seem to really enjoy that as much as I did. And that's what I try to do with the show more and more as I get further into this is I try to do things that I enjoy and uh, that I hope you'll enjoy as well, conversations I like to have with people. And today will be no different. So I, I thank you for that. I love the in-person interviews. I've got some plans for next year to kind of take that up a notch, and I, I will, I will give up a little bit more of that as time goes on. I'm laying the pieces in there right now, but I've got an idea that I think could be really, uh, really entertaining. Um, 
series that I would like to do entertaining for myself and hopefully you guys would enjoy as well. So uh, thank you for the kind words on that. Getting out of this ridiculous June heat that's more like August right now in Tennessee. Me and the boys are loading up. I'm recording this a couple days early and we are uh, we are headed up to Wisconsin right before the next MPFL event, which is over on Saginaw Bay, but I'll be in the studio in Wisconsin. So I'm taking the boys with me. I got a, I got camping gear loaded up in the truck, got the express ready to go, and we are going smallmouth fishing, whatever happens, happens fishing. I don't know. We may end up on some of the largemouth lake. We're just going north. We're going north. We've got a campground rented out up there, camp spot, and uh, and we're going. We're going just going to be some fishing gypsies for three or four days leading up to the next MPFL. So really excited about that. Y'all know how much. I, y'all send me posts about fishing with the boys. It's my favorite thing that I get to do these days, and it, it's just taking them to new places. Any of you dads listening, you know, that that experiencing new things with with your kids is just always so special but especially in the outdoors when it's something that you know you you collectively share a passion for it is so fun seeing them light up you know their first experiences going places so i and and this will be a new new uh you know new place for me as well so i'm uh, gonna be in that sturgeon bay wisconsin area and uh, trying to get some of them biggie smalls up there. So looking forward to that. Looking forward to that for the next MPFL. All right, I got to thank these sponsors real fast. Real fast. Startron, Starbright, kicking ethanol in the teeth, getting that ethanol right out of your fuel tank, in your weed eater, in your chainsaw, in your lawnmower. If you're like me, I like all that stuff to stay broken because I would rather sit by the pool and maybe have a nice cerveza. Uh, instead of doing all that kind of manual labor garbage when it's a thousand degrees outside, but Startron, if you maybe maybe you're going to take a break and you want to go back and crank that stuff up later, Startron will keep ethanol for gummy, from gumming up the works. But most importantly, it's going to keep it out of your outboard engine. Little dab will do you. They sell this stuff basically everywhere. Tell them we sent you. You can shake it or not. Startron kicking ethanol in the teeth and bringing you low budget life for five years now. We appreciate the folks at Startron. Pro Guide Batteries, fixing to put them through the paces yet again up there in that north country in that that big water. But Pro Guide Batteries making the awesome lithium series now, the 31 series AGMs that I ran last year as trolling motor batteries for part of the year. And as my cranking battery still rocking, the 31 AGM is a cranking battery. Fantastic batteries. I've had zero issues. Go to ProGuideBatteries.com. You can use code LBL10. They got chargers on there. They've got several accessories, but they've got... All the size batteries you need for your boat, they're very helpful, and uh, you can use code LBL10 to tell them you're a low-lifer when you get there. Thank y'all. All All right, baitworks.com. I made me a big Baitworks order before I go up north. I got me some uh, some of these Brandon Polinick little smallie baits, little X-Zone lures. Going to try to see. Uh, I've got a lot of different smallie baits lined up. Of course, you got flatworms, and they really smash because I, I caught them on a flatworm last year really good up there. Uh, that part of the world, but uh, some of the Exxon stuff's really cool. Uh, some of the net bait stuff's really cool right now. A little drop shot bait. So I've got got a lot of that. Ordered me uh, some up from Baitworks. Gonna test it out on those smallies. I made a post this week. They got the David Allen, the True Bass Lure Shuttlecock hair jig back in stock. I'm not sure if they're still in stock because I, I know I saw a lot of notifications from orders after I made a post. But uh, those things are selling like hotcakes. 
get you some, try them out. It's a really fun way to fish, but you can use code Duncan-10 at baitworks.com to save you a little coin there. They got all your smallie needs lined up. They got your deep water needs lined up right now. If you're in the south sweating it out, dragging a, dragging out there on them ledges, they got everything in stock ready to go. So baitworks.com, Duncan-10. Thank you all for doing that. And last but not least... The Old Express, the official boat of Low Budget Live and the Traveling Circus, the Express X21 Pro, and we're fixing to get that new that new bad boy in very, very soon. I saw pictures yesterday, a little teaser, the C-Deck going on the new ride, but one last voyage in the, uh, in the Express X21 with the boys. We're going up there fishing in it. Uh, it is sold, got a deposit on it, and going to deliver that here in a couple of weeks to the new excited owner. Uh, and and I hate to see her go because it's been a fantastic, fantastic ride. But we're gonna we're gonna go on one more fishing trip with it. And thought this this trip would be in the new boat, but had a couple little snags holding us up. Man, it's just so hard to get everything right now. Y'all know that it's it's a very wild time in our country to say the least, especially sourcing wise for some of these boat companies and. Fishing companies, you know, lots of shortages. So, been waiting on a few things, but we're we're getting her dialed up and uh, ready to go. So, can't thank Express enough. Can't thank Yamaha enough. Absolutely love the 250 show, and that new one just looks absolutely mean. We'll be doing some walkthrough videos on the new one very soon. Express boats building excitement since 1966. Good peoples, good peoples there at Express boats. Y'all know that I like that. All right, moving on. Moving on. Something that uh, last week I, I did not get an opportunity to mention because of the, of the timing of when I recorded. You know, I, I did the Stephen Browning interview when I was out in Arkansas, and then I closed out the show here in the Bar and Grill. And the James River FLW event had not ended yet, but I wanted to say huge congrats, Nick LeBron, LeBron James, uh, for winning back-to-back FLW, MLFLW Pro Circuits. That is to me, it's like the hardest trail in pro fishing, if one of anyways. I mean, it's ridiculous uh, with the field size, with the talent of the field. It's always been it's always been a very difficult trail to do well in. So to win two and win two with this wonky format where they give zero on the last day, man, that's tough. That's tough because it's anybody's ball game. It's a crapshoot on that last day, you know, and he certainly came out on top of that um, in a positive light. The last two events, there, there are always guys that get kind of left <laughs> left out of that. We saw that with that Nick Hatfield down at uh, Gunnersville, who just, you know, his overall weight was more than Nick's. But still, it's the rules of engagement, and uh, and Nick has won two back-to-back events. Couldn't happen to a nicer guy, great human being. He's having a hell of a year, man. You look at his stats – you look back, Bassmaster Opens, narrowly missed making the Elite Series. He won an event there at Grand Lake. He almost won an event at Smith Lake there. Uh, top 10 did as well. Then one grand goes to the Classic. Like, he's, he's – Nick's having a uh, – he's having himself a, a year. And, and, and has been for a while, right? He's been on his year run for about five now, I believe. But, you know, one with the BFL All-American has mixed it up in several of those pro circuits. But uh, – Great guy, so congrats to him. He's also 10th in the AOI. I was checking that out because I was talking to a friend of mine yesterday. What are they going to do in the Bass Pro Tour? You know, last year they had several guys double qualified, but this year it looks like out of that top 10 AOI, there are only eight. Uh, there are, excuse me, there are eight pro circuit guys in the top 10 going in the final event. 
two Bass Pro Tour guys. So if it ended today, the way they explained it last year is those two Bass Pro Tour bids would go back to Bass Pro Tour anglers so they don't get bumped out, but then they got eight other spots. So you look down in points like, now I know Tim Horton's retiring, but uh, I mean, is Boyd Duckett going to give it up? Is Gary Klein going to give it up? Because they down there, you know, that's going to be, uh, it's going to be like, I mean, they going to they let Nick LeBron James in there and, and Boyd go to the house? We'll see. We'll see. I've said for a lot of time, I feel like Gary and Boyd are about done anyways. I may be very wrong with that. I have no personal info to say whether or not they would be. But I, I think that, you know, focusing on running a business, it ain't easy. Uh, and being out there and trying to mix it up with everybody. It's its hard to beat Jacob Wheeler when you're trying to run the league also. And I think that's always been kind of a major conflict of interest. You know, the dude, you're fishing against the dude that owns the league, right? So uh, it's tricky, but we'll see. I haven't looked down the entire standings, but I know I feel like there's going to be some interesting decisions made after that all uh, wraps up at Champlain, I believe is where they end. But something else I noticed uh, John Cox. John Cox, ladies and gentlemen. Cox Watch. One more time. John Cox is in the top 10 in the pro circuit points and second in the Angler of the Year of the Bassmaster Elite Series. I didn't realize, I mean, I knew he was having a good year over there. I knew he made the, the he's just catches them all the time. He's in top 10 in points in both. Like, I just can't. I got a, that's a head scratcher. He's incredible. And I read an article my buddy Guck did. Shout out Guck, Alan McGuckin, with Cox on Bassmaster.com yesterday, stating he had not caught a bass deeper than four feet of water all year. Four feet of water all year. It, it's, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool being John Cox in life. So, uh, one more time, Cox Watch, my man is top 10 in both angler of the year. So, it, it's impressive. It's more than impressive. Like, it's just mind-blowing stuff. Mind-blowing stuff. So, congrats to uh, to John on that. Something else that I read on the uh, the Bassmaster website yesterday. Sad news. Very sad news. And uh, uh, Chad Morgan-Taylor moving on to the next phase of his life. going to not ride out the rest of the year with the elites, and he's done. And, and you know, that is a uh, – when I stepped away from the tour, I had not been doing it as long as Chad and had not had the successful fishing career as Chad. Of course, a lot of irons in the fire and, and family and things like that led to my decision to no longer fish with FLW, uh, you know, and I didn't necessarily agree with the direction they were headed with the MLF buyout and all that. That's all well documented, but it's a difficult video to make. It's a difficult article to write. It's a difficult post to make that you're leaving the sport that you love and not competing at that level anymore. And, and Chad, I read that yesterday. Uh, I want to wish him the best of luck. I like Chad. He's a good guy, great angler, and he had a successful career. This is what Stephen and I, and this is why I bring this up, Stephen Browning and I, this is what we talked about. Some of these guys, they just fade out. They just fade out. There are these names. We were talking about it before we went on air last week. Some of the greatest names that we knew, especially Arkansas guys in particular is what we were talking about, that were just – Big names, big names for just a fleeting moment in time in the sport of fishing. And then for whatever reason, mainly the cost of it, right, they they just fade out. They fade out. And 
And Chad's no different in that. He was a big, solid name in the sport of fishing, made multiple Bassmaster Classics, had multiple wins, competed at, you know, on the FLW side of things. He competed in the Elites. He competed in Toyotas, Bassmaster Opens, you name it. I mean, the guy was was a fish catcher and in, in his time. And, uh, and it's crazy. Well, he's not going to fish the Elites anymore. So he's given, given that up. And and with the – I think that – you know, he said he was going to do this next year. I think with the cost of everything, it's accelerating those decisions. So my question is – y'all can comment what you think. But this is already a ridiculous – ridiculously expensive sport we know that entry fees it's it's crazy we've talked about the last couple weeks it's very expensive and now you throw this 17 dollar gallon gas on top of it northern swings coming up for the mpfl for the pro circuit for bpt for the bassmaster release they're going to south dakota how's this gonna if you don't have a plan and you didn't see this coming and so many of us didn't and and you're just kind of trying to make it like you always do. I think we could see a lot of turnover at the end of this year, and I, I'm I, I don't want to be negative, Nancy, on that. I, I hope that's not the case, but man, whew, it, it's a scary, scary time in our industry with gas the way it is, the price of everything the way it is, and it's already a pay to play sport. I think we're. Uh, uh, I don't know. I think next year could be very interesting. I really do for a lot of for a lot of organizations, all the organizations and all the anglers. I really do. Uh, heard news this week that the RV industry has really slowed down, laying off a lot of folks up in Indiana. Got word on that from some friends of mine that are in that business. And when we saw things really crash out in 2008, that's kind of where it started. And when I mean crash out, the marine and fishing industry, when it really uh, kind of had a recession that's where it started and so it's definitely starting to to affect folks now if you guys are like me you're around your local lakes it don't it don't look like gas is is five dollars a gallon people are out there they're in their wakeboard boats jet skis bass but people are fishing there's a 450 freaking boat high school tournament on pickwick right now as i speak i mean people are out on the water but i just man i just wonder um when you can't afford to go to work how you're gonna be able to afford to go to the lake and how you're gonna be able to afford to play you know a lot more in expenses to go to a tournament, you know, especially for Southern guys going up North. I don't think this will be the last guy we see. And I think Chad, this has been a, a plan of Chad Morgan Taylor to go back to that. I don't think gas prices are the sole reason he's leaving the elite series. He's, he's got a new business venture. He's getting into a lot of different things, but, uh, but I certainly think that that's going to – I know it's affected some guys with MPFL. I know it's going to continue to affect some guys with MPFL. I know it's going to affect you, – you look at the numbers, the fall off going into Champlain for the pro circuit. I'm not sure about the elites, but, you know, with MPFL, we got three events left halfway through the year, and we go into, uh, you know, almost November down in Florida. So will the gas prices get better by then? God, I hope. But – Things are uh, things are crazy out there, but that's just so, like kind of like a uh, open forum discussion I wanted to throw out there. Do you think we'll see some guys? And I'm talking about guys at that level, the the elite series, pro circuit, MPFL, paying those high entry fees up there in that level. Will we see guys not finish out the season? That's what I'm talking about. Not not Toyotas and Opens because listen, I'll just tell you straight up. Uh, and, and I'm very fortunate to make a great living and in this industry, and I love it. But gas don't come down by October. You might not see your boy at Lake Harwell. I don't know. If it's $8 a gallon, you know, uh, I'm not sure. That being said, I'm going to Wisconsin full bore, baby. 
full bore this week before it gets any more expensive. But because I, uh, I'm like you guys, I'm going to go fishing. I'm going to go fishing. But yeah, there's lots of decisions to be made. Lots of decisions to be made for a lot of folks, man. It's just cost of living is just crazy right now. All right, speaking of MPFL, off the uh, negative, off the negative. This, because this man is very positive. Uh, he's very positive. And when I first started MPFL, you know, I, I'm, I, like so many of you, didn't know a lot of our anglers. And as I get to know them more and more through events, uh, I have people that I'm very interested in. And I do my best to get them on here, and I've got a long list. You guys don't even want to see into my brain of – uh, list of guests, potential guests that I want to have on. I, I, but this guy popped into my head this week, and he's somebody that uh, I've wanted to have on that I find very intriguing and for many reasons. And he's relevant to the conversation right now because he's in second place behind Timmy Reams. He's in second place in our Progressive Angler of the Year there at the MPFL and was at the bottom of it last year or, or three-quarters of the way down, Okay. This man, this is an impressive stat. This man has won over 30 professional events, fishing events, okay? Multiple Angler of the Years. And sits in second place right now in the Progressive Angler of the Year. We're going to get him on the phone right now. Now, those events weren't bass fishing events. They were crappie events. And we're going to get him on the phone. The crappie king himself... Kevin Rogers. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Crappie King. How are you, buddy? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing great. We're gonna we're gonna try to change that name this year, aren't we? We're gonna try to change. We're trying to go from Crappie King to Bass King. We're trying. Man, I'm trying hard, and I tell you what, it's uh, it's the most difficult thing I've done so far so yeah but i'm trying I'm well trying. that's what you know when i was setting this up i said there are there are people that i meet you know especially with mpfl a lot of the anglers i didn't know coming into last year and you were a guy that i met you at you followed the very first event and i was immediately intrigued and and uh i thought you were a great guy and i, and I like talking with you we covered you on live you love to teach you're excellent with live scope but you had a rocky road last year you I sucked. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I, sucked. I didn't say it. I'll never say that about anybody. This sport's very difficult. I, I sucked, and the crappie world loved that I sucked, and so now I got to prove them wrong. You know, <laughs> so, so I, uh, I was trying to do too much. I was trying to be everything, right? I was trying to do everything, and I didn't know what I was, right? I've been a crappie fisherman for, you know, my whole life, winning tournaments all over the country, and. Um, always been a huge bass guy. Always like ate up with, it. Yeah, ate up with yeah. bass fishing. Like the biggest fan of bass fishing in the world. And I, uh, my dad retired from tournament crappie fishing. He was my partner. I thought, man, this is my chance. I need to do this before I'm so old. I can't even do it anymore. So, and I just went out and I did too much. I was just overthinking it instead of fishing. That sounds silly, doesn't it? I think I think a lot of us probably do that. No, it's a mental game. It's a mental game. Yeah, yeah it's a mental For game. Sure. And I, I think that the, the thing that separates, especially like getting to do MPFL live now and getting that in, you know, inside look at what goes on on a full day for so many different anglers with cameras, it, it is that fine line. It's the guys that spin out 
versus the ones that make the right decisions. And because yeah. everybody gets in the right areas for the most part, everybody's got the skill level casting, everybody's got live scope, everybody's got great boats, they got great tackle. And sure. and the, it comes down to decision making. And that whether that's BPT, Elite Series, Pro Circuit, MPFL, whatever, opens your Saturday tournament, whatever, that's what it comes down to more times than anything is just decisions. So so last year, you also had some bad luck last year. You had a trolling motor explode. <laughs> I had my live well yes! my fifth yes! flew out of Where my was that? Was that Eufaula? That was Eufaula. That was Eufaula, yeah. It was just punched right in the gut when you get there. <laughs> I got five. I know I have five. No, you have four. <laughs> so... Yeah, I just it was a hot mess express. And yeah. here's the in one year, last year I would be fishing and I would think there is no way in the heck I'm going to catch five bass. This year, it's never crossed my mind, not one That's time. That's awesome. Yeah. That's yeah, awesome. I'm just fishing. I'm fishing, I'm learning. Um I'm just going fishing, you know, and trying not trying to be everybody you know i'm not gonna go behind keith carson and throw a chatterbait and catch him i need to do what i yeah i'm really good at i need to do what i'm really good at i'm really good at live scope i just i need to find them on live scope to catch them is is what i've learned i can i can read my electronics really good and now i just got to figure out how to make those fish so that that was going to be my question are you because i see you you know following you on social you put in the work as much as anybody i know you're out there I mean, I saw you this winter, especially really, really working on your game. And because you don't strike me as a guy, you're a very successful guy, and you don't strike me as a guy that can uh, that likes taking a butt kicking at all. And oh. I and I could see it on your face last year. And I told Fat Cat, and he and he has said the same multiple times. I'm like, Kevin Rogers ain't coming back out here next year donating. Like you better be ready. No. He's gonna he's no, gonna figure it out because yeah, you're too I good of an it. angler. And it does translate, right? Like angling success, whether it is. You're in the saltwater world where the, the techniques may be different at times, but having that success at that crappie level and winning so many events and know, and, and being confident in yourself, it does translate to the bass world. Sure. I mean, you're, yeah, you're still on a lake. You're still using the same, yeah. you know, all of the same gear, the same boat, same electronics, but they're two different fish. Yes, right? for sure. So, yeah, we won 34 crappie tournaments and, and major crappie tournaments in five different states in our career. Um so we, I'm used to going to new bodies of water that I've never seen before. And that's my favorite thing in the world, right? Yeah. I tell everyone, tournament fishing to me is honestly an excuse to go to a new body of water. Yeah. Right? I would never pick up my stuff and drive to Saginaw Bay, Michigan, right? I'd be scared to death. I wouldn't want to do it. And this is forcing me to do it. And I can't wait to get there. So yeah. the experience of tournament fishing is just as good as getting a check to me. I love it. I absolutely love it. And I'm ate up with it for sure. And but yeah, that the, the success, not last year, not having a success. My wife was looking at me like, what? Who is this guy? Right? <laughs> that's not, that's my, I, I pride myself of being successful in everything I try to touch. And last year was a real, it was an ass kicking and yeah, it woke me up it. And, and it, and and I'm one of those guys on the way home. It feels you when you do bad in a tournament. You I want to go out the next day and figure out why I did so bad. Right? That's most anglers in the world for sure. Yeah, I had Stephen Browning on last week. We we were talking, and and that was something that that he blew me away talking about that 
the young guys he competes against on the Bass Pro Tour, the Jordan Lees and the Jacob Wheelers, who are obviously veterans, but but are a lot younger than than Stephen. He said, "Man, when they have a bad one, they stay for like three days after the tournament trying to figure out where it went wrong. So when next time right. they go there, and that is a very hard thing to compete with. It it is, but yeah, but that drive. It's it's awesome to hear you say that that you have that drive because man, you've got you've got a great life, great family." great career outside of fishing it so it would be easy to be complacent but man i love that drive that grind that you have and to see it this year and fat cat has a man crush on you i would just like to say that i love that he does he does (laughs) like that's that's my number one thing to give him a hard time about in the studio because he just (laughs) turns red it's like oh kevin rogers every time your name pops up and i'm like what is did he pay you what's the deal here Right. No, I'm definitely a person. I, you know, I don't, I, I don't need to be fishing this, right. I can live the rest yeah, of my life. Sure. This fly, but that's, that's not who I am. I have to find something that I suck at and try to get better. That's <laughs> I love just it, who man. I am, you know? So I'm, I'm just that guy. I can, I can't sit at home. I can't watch TV. I can't sit still, you know, I'm hyper as well. Get out. I'm, I'm 50 next week and I'm running around like I'm 30 still. So uh, <laughs> this, this off season, I went and took care of my health. I did a bunch of things. I went and got stem cells in my knees and PRP therapy. And I did all this stuff just so I could stand on the boat all day and fish. That's so, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely, I mean, it's just, and it's about, it's for yourself, right? It's rewarding when you can get a check and a tournament and say, okay, all right. I'll tell you, keep score. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. I mean, that's exactly how we keep score. So this year, it's been it's been great, actually. It's been, so, it's been a really good time. What I wanted to ask you that, you know, you, you talked about your live scope prowess, and we all know, I mean, you, you obviously, the crappie guys exposed the capabilities of live scope to the bass fishing world, period. I, I will right. stand on that right. for hill. I'll die on that hill. Like, it, the crappie guys really exposed it for what it is and what it was capable of, and then – it started, you know, filtering into the bass guys and, and uh, more and more and more. And, and now we're all learning different ways and different things, but I know you said you've got to find them on live scope, but when you go to an event like Hartwell, which was our third event there, I mean, second event, excuse me. And there were a ton of fish on the bed. You didn't do that though. Did you, you, you stayed with the live scope more than anything. You never, you never caught any sight fish. No, I didn't. Wow. I'd start each I'd start each morning with a buzz bait, just, okay. just covering water. And I'd catch um all three days I caught one of my good, you know, three plus pounders on a buzz bait. And okay. then I would go live live scope the rest of the day. And I was finding and I was it, it's funny because one of the best live scopers on planet Earth is Patrick Walters. Yep. And he, he is getting sick and tired of seeing this bass cat boat. So we, were fishing, <laughs> we, were, we are fishing the exact same way. I mean, he's a lot better at it. Like at Watts Bar, we were hopping each other. At, yeah, I, at Hartwell, it, Hartwell, I was hopping points. He would come around me and I'd go around him and we were fishing the exact same stuff. And there were schools of 30 to 60 spotted bass out there out deep at Hartwell. And that's what we were trying to catch. Wow. that That's, I was going to say, I rode around the, just the final day of practice there at Watts Bar, uh, Tanner Lines and I went and shot a piece of Brad Knight. We were out on the lake, and I saw you guys. I saw you, and I saw Patrick from a distance in practice. And y'all were in the same areas, and I was like, interested, because those yeah. guys are committed to that to that game for sure. So looking ahead to Saginaw Bay, 
I know you said you like to fish tournaments to, you know, uh, get to get to go to New Bodies Water. Now it's always my favorite, man, traveling, going to new towns, Absolutely. meeting new folks. But with a place like Saginaw that's so daunting, like what did you get? I know you're a very busy man, so did you get to pre-fish at all? Or are you going up there just fresh and going to take the three days of practice and just try to figure it out? Yeah, that's what I'm doing every tournament. I, okay. I, I don't ever go pre-practice ever. Um, I just take those three days. Of course, I do the, the all the research everyone else does, right? I'm mm-hmm. scared at Google Earth enough. I'm tired of looking at it. I just, <laughs> I know when you get there. What I've learned is you have a preconceived notion of what you're going to do before uh-huh. you get there. And what I'm doing better of is that don't mean crap. Yes. Right? When you get yes. there, you got to fish in the moment when you get there. So I'm not trying to... You know, I'm not saying to myself, I'm going to go up there and catch, you know, 20 pounds of smallmouth on a Ned Rig. I, no, I'm going to catch them on whatever the heck I catch them on. I'm practicing yes. in the tournament. So, um, uh, John, uh, took up, he's helped me quite a bit, right? He's my running man. And he has a good line that says, one thing we do, we do something different in practice as anglers than what we do in the tournament. And what he means by that is never stop practicing during the tournament yes i've done that i've done that a lot this year like at Watts bar the last day i was i caught all my fish and i i only had four keepers and there's two hours left i just found brand new stumps out in the middle of the lake at Watts bar and caught three more fish off of them so i not not don't just don't go settle on your practice don't yeah. settle keep practicing even during the permit, three days of permit bass fishing is a lot. Yes, it's it is. At, following so, three yeah. consecutive practice days yes. of boats running around and long, yeah. long days. I mean, and, and we all say I've had, you know, guys like Greg Hackney on here to talk about the spinning rod game and how you better adapt to finesse fishing in multi-day tournaments. And, dude, with the MPFL, the thing I see the most is – First of all, our weights don't drop very much. Like they, you know, cut right. cut weights in tournaments tend to drop check weights, but ours tend to stay consistent and and it's it blows my mind to be honest. But we've got that all the anglers fish all three days thing going on. And man, by sure. by about lunch on that third day, you see it take its toll. You really do. Oh, absolutely. Because yeah, everybody's absolutely. getting more and more dialed in or getting more and more crowded or whatever the case is. You you see those lakes change. Absolutely. Yeah. And this year for me, I'm, I'm crappy fisherman by trade, right? Just switching over this yeah. thing. And, and you would think I'm a spinning rod expert and I love a spinning rod. And the first three events, I have not touched a spinning rod. And that <laughs> sounds bizarre, right? So at uh, Cumberland was all jerkbait. I caught all my fish on jerkbait and I caught them all on a jerkbait and buzzbait Hartwell. And then at um, Watts Bar, I caught them all on, on a big flipping stick and a 10 inch worm on the existing stumps out in the middle of the lake. So you haven't Very even, cool. I know I've got five of them rigged up right here. My boat's loaded up and I'm leaving as soon as we're done. So I know that's going to change this, this coming week for sure. Oh yeah. There, there's going to be some drag singing, spinning rod, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> spinning rod and going on at Saginaw Bay. I, I circled this one on my calendar when the, when the, season you know our schedule got announced this is the one i'm looking forward to calling the most i feel like it's going to be the most fun event for you guys hartwell will be hard to beat there were a ton of fish call everybody had a great time man i feel like saginaw bay is going to treat you guys good fingers crossed for no uh no wind but i know there are largemouth there will you get distracted by that at all are you going hey i'm using these electronics i'm going to get out here and I'm going to find brown bass magic. Like, is that your sole goal going in? 
that's my whole plan. My whole plan is to never look at that grass and never look at that shoreline. I, I'm out here in my shop right now doing the finishing touches. I just put two drift socks in the back of my Heck truck. Yeah. I, I know how to use my paddles and my drift socks. I did that crappie fishing. I hope I don't have to. The only way I will go chase a largemouth is if those waves are coming up in front of my boat. I can't <laughs> that is the end. <laughs> other than that, I will be out in the, it's going to be one on small mouth. I mean, that's just, it's just will be right. Yeah. Most likely. It it looks, it looks like this, this body of water, this Saginaw Bay, the bay itself and all the fingers that connect it might be one of the best kept secrets in fishing. Um, For sure. I think it might, you know, it could be a top 10 fisher in the United States with large mouth and small mouth. So I, I think it's going to be the highest, um weight we've ever had to get a check is what i'm is what i'm predicting yeah sure. I, I would say so you know right patman i think right now is our is our highest i think it was a little over 15 pounds a day for three days which is crazy to wrap your head around right. to be honest for crazy. a three-day total <laughs> yeah, but i think especially for a small body of water like that and we we were fortunate had a great event there last year but uh, i think i think you're right i think this one is going to be even, you know, all those northern tournaments that I've fished over the years, even if you take a butt kick and most of the time you have a good time, you're mad You're yeah. mad when you leave the weigh-in, but you have a great sure. time during the day and your 14 pounds might not be as good as the 15 and a half pace or whatever, you know. Right. Uh, I caught 15 and a half the first day at Champlain my rookie year, and my wife texted me and said, congratulations, you're in a 90-way tie for 40th. <laughs> <laughs> because, I mean, it was just, yeah, you know, right. you, you get in, and I call like 100 that day, and I was on cloud nine, and you roll in, and you're like, I mean, I know this is not good enough for anything, but you're right. so close yet so far away. So, I, But you still have fun, even though you're mad competitively. You're like, this is not where I needed to be. But uh, you guys will have a great time, man. I, I pray the weather holds out and – and we can uh, experience this place to uh, to its fullest, to say the least. So, I, I wanna I wanted to ask you. I, I read on your website. This is cool to me because I, I'm in a very similar situation in life. But you've got seven kids. And you say yeah. combined, and that's what we say here at the Duncan House. I have five combined. Uh, the Brady right. bunch around here. But I, I understand why you fish so much, though. To yes. say the very least, I get it, dude. I get it. People are like, dude, Luke, you stay so busy. You got TH Marine. You got the MPFL. Right. You fish. You do this. And I'm like, you ever been around those kids? <laughs> I got five kids. You ever been in my house on a Saturday? <laughs> right. I mean, last weekend, there was uh, five girls under 12 years old in my house. I left. I couldn't. Uh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> You're yeah. like, yeah, honey, I'm going to go wash the boat again. Yep. Yep. Right. Again. Right. Again. Yeah, I went. And, I went and got in the BFL just to out of my home, like just to get out of the out of the house. So yeah, it's a it's a lot, and none of that credit goes to me. It all goes to my wife. That's exactly that's right. the yeah. same thing here yeah. at the house, man. But yeah. the age I'm range, worth, I'm worthless. You, oh man, I'm, you guys yeah, I'm have from oh, twenty nine to twelve. Okay, that's so. I, I, my youngest is eleven, Ryder man, and then. Uh, Harper is, turns twenty one in about two weeks, so we're we're right there too. And that is that is, I think is something that's taken for granted by people that just kind of look and go, "Oh, you got five kids." Or the age range thing is tricky it, oh, yeah. for so many reasons. You got kids going through different stages of life at the same time, and man, it it's a balancing act at times. It really, it's really a, is. It's a lot. <laughs> yes, it <laughs> is. Like, yeah, I mean, I got twenty nine and. 
24 year old and 22 i'm like oh they're adults they don't need me anymore they're ridiculous you know they need me more now than they did when they were little like dad bring your bring your cordless drill over and hang this mirror for me yeah it's non-stop right for sure yeah yeah they're still your kids and they're and they're never not going to be and they'll always need you so yeah and as as we get older though uh i I feel like you know we worry Mm -hmm. that our kids might not need us as much or what but they always need you man you always always need your folks around or want them around and and because uh, we've been going through milestones harper graduated college my stepson right. charlie graduated high school this year i got hudson went from eighth grade he's going to be a freshman it's just there's a lot going on here at the house and it's like it's, uh, a, lot. You, it's a lot but you get up and you get upset at times about it then you realize you know what this is uh it's all good you do the best you can do and certainly <laughs> like you said a credit to your wife and to mine because they keep it all on the tracks oh, <laughs> well sure. everything else for is going sure. on uh, yeah, and b- besides my crazy fishing, I have a, a an amazing career. That's that, what I was going to uh, ask you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I so uh, thirty one years ago, I started as a carpenter. I was an actual carpenter. I, I I had some scholarship offers to play football in college, and I went to summer camp. And I went, holy moly! Yeah, I'm not as fast as I thought I was. Right? Just because you're <laughs> the fastest kid at your little country school, don't mean you're going to go yeah. play college football. So I went to. Uh, didn't even go to college, never made a class. And I just, I, I joined up with this company in Kansas City, Missouri here with a healthcare um, contractor, actually doing health hospital work. And 31 years ago now, I own that company that I wow. started with. Yeah. So it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. You do I have, have a full plate, buddy. Yeah. I got 189 employees. And, Holy and, cow. And, so it's that, it's, oh, that, yeah. uh, it's that big. And I, yeah, and the we, reason I say that I've seen you post some pictures from your office there and things, and I, I didn't know that. I mean, that's that's a that's a lot in itself to manage. So the, and so the the fishing for me is an escape from that world because that world is nonstop, you know, a grind. It just is. So um, I take a lot of pride in that company. And um, last year, the employees voted our company top ten best places to work in Kansas City, which is wow. huge for me. So it's a it's a cool environment. Any a lot of guys are listening. Most fishermen, a lot of the fishing world is in the construction industry. It's thankless. It's it's tough. It's grinding. But it's work. Uh, it's real work. It's a it, yes. it is real work. Yes, it's so, real work. Yeah, um, I'm. You know, I can't say that I'm not living the American dream for a kid that never went to college not one hour, and now I get to own this. You know, a, a company that does. Two hundred million dollars worth of construction here. It's, I'm, I'm living the American dream. I, I can't right now in my life. I couldn't be any happier. Um, it's a it's a good time. You know, it's the best time of your life when you get older. I tell these young kids that work this, so it gets better. Your life gets it better. It does get better. But, yes, but, but your but your body falls apart. So you just yeah. About the time <laughs> you get to enjoy it, it yeah. By the time yeah. you get to enjoy it, you're basically in a wheelchair. But <laughs> that's, that's what right. I tell my yep. kids. I'm like, I'll get to enjoy all this crap one of these days. But I won't be able to walk, so it'd be right. It'd be great. Right. Uh, but but man, I, I think that that's the cool thing to me with MPFL. And look, I I, I harp on MPFL because obviously uh, it's it's a league I'm heavily involved in, and I, and I love it. But we have a lot of cool stories there. But I'll say the way they space out tournaments probably sets up better for a guy like you. 
you know, Absolutely. with your business, with, yeah. the, with that gap yeah. in between. Uh, I, I've loved that about the trail. And I say that, you know, but the same thing goes for the Bassmaster Elite Series, not as far as the schedule, but anglers. Like, those guys aren't fishing every single day. Like, a lot of them sure. have things going on in life, own businesses, have to come home and right. work. There's a very small percentage of people. That's the biggest misconception in pro bass fishing is that every guy you see with a jersey and a truck and boat wrap is 1,000% making his living from catching bass. And that's just – it's it's impossible. It just really right. is in this day and time. So I, I love hearing the success story, man, the business, and that you still have that drive. It's what I said at the first of the interview. Dude, you could just go, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Right. I'm going to just hang out right here, see these kids. But you're like, I'm going to get better at this, and I'm going to I'm gonna figure this deal out. Man, you're second place in the Angler of the Year behind Timmy Reams. And I, I'm just going to tell you, Kevin, I don't know how well you know Timmy. He, he is a quiet guy. He's but a hammer. He is a hammer. <laughs> we he wakes up yeah, with thirteen pounds. He does. He does. <laughs> he does yeah. indeed. And uh, I got I got to get Timmy on here as well. He uh, I was texting with him the other day. He's he's quietly this year and last year too. Look, I feel like we covered oh. him. We said his name so many times last year on live and had him on live so many times. And I looked at Fat Cat after Watts Bar and I said, dude, like Timmy's. Like he's, we haven't had him on camera this year, but like one time I'm like, dude, he's doing it. (laughs) He's, he's having that year. And so hopefully, uh, this race will just continue between you guys after, after Saginaw for sure. Yeah. Fishing is thing you learn. And Mr. Uh, Smith, Bryant Smith. Yes. That's another one you better watch. Yeah. Wow. Wow. He was actually my pick for AOI this year after watching last year. I said, he's going to be, he gets a little bit more of that East coast experience under his belt. He's going to be tough. And and he is third place right now. I believe he's, he's right there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, He's not going to stumble. No. I mean, Cumberland threw everybody for everybody for a curveball. I felt great about it. I loved it. Everyone, you know, was him hawing and crying. I'm like, I love the cold. I, uh, you know, you're used to it, yeah. Guys, yeah, when they went out that morning, they were beat at Cumberland. They were done. I'm like, let's. Yeah. I'm like, let's go. This yeah. Is <laughs> so I got lucky. Um, I was catching smallmouth on that jerk bait. No fish with that flooded water went right to the bank. Mm-hmm. I mean, on the bank, and I couldn't believe. It. I think they might do that there on the all the time so that's what i'm learning about these lakes i don't know the lakes yeah. you know i don't know what the pattern is every year for the last 20 years on hartwell i just don't so i'm so learning you do your thing. as i go yeah yeah, yeah. don't know so. what you don't know and that's amazing i mean it's yeah, look man we see it you think about a guy like keith carson he makes his deal work everywhere he goes john cox right. makes his deal work amazing. everywhere he goes you're doing the same, man, and uh, I wish you the best of luck at Saginaw Bay. I can't, I can't thank you enough for joining us. It's been awesome, man. I appreciate you having me, and I look forward to seeing you at one of these events. Hey, sure. man, I, I hope that we're getting to talk a lot more later this week, buddy. Absolutely. All thank right, you, Kevin sir. Rogers. Everybody, thank you, Kevin. Thank you. The man, Kevin Rogers, the crappie king. We call him over there at MPFL. But I, I hope you enjoyed that. He is, uh, go look Kevin up. Go look Kevin's YouTube stuff up. Go look his social media up. The guy is a fantastic teacher. He, if you're interested in anything crappie, the guy wrote the book on it. I mean, seriously, him and his dad, so much success in that crappie world, but very cool. Appreciate him joining us here. And uh, I'd like to, you know, say 
you guys need to watch MPFL this week. If you don't have anything going on, watch us. We're going to be on live Thursday and Friday, tnpfl.com. Me, the big cat, we'll have James Watson out there on the lake at Saginaw Bay, bouncing in the waves. I hope he brings his helmet and his crayons this time. Uh, he left them at home last time. But we kick off, I believe, 8 a.m., uh, Eastern time on Thursday morning, but heading into that 4th of July holiday. So we're fishing Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So we will have a finale Friday instead of a showdown Saturday. 115 boats. Somebody's going to win 50 grand. They're going to pay about 35 places. So tune in, check it out. I can promise you uh, they're going to they're be a lot of hook sets. <laughs> if you like fish catches, this event, barring some insanity weather that... Uh, that really gums up the works. I promise you this event, they going to be some fish catching going on. So really looking forward to calling this one Saginaw Bay MPFL stop number four. Thanks to Kevin Rogers. And thanks to each and every one of you for tuning in, hanging with me here on your Monday. I appreciate y'all. Be sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel if you're not uh, already, because I, it, you know, it does matter. At the end of the day, it does matter. We're trying to grow things, continue to grow, and uh, I appreciate all you loyal, loyal, low-lifers. Be sure to hug your mama, and I'm going to take you out today. I don't think I'm going to take you out with Biloxi Blues. Let's take you out with something else. Here, let's find something new. Let's find something. Not, not necessarily new. Let's take you out with Luke Duncan and Shannon Wheeler, Liars and Thieves. How about that? How about that? See y'all next week.
miss Mondays with Into the Blue, brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors. Every Monday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. Don't miss Thursdays with Saltwater Experience. Brought to you by Golden Boat Lifts. Every Thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. The destination for outdoor entertainment.